The Money Show. Business Unusual. Business Unusual is brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Are you playing an active role in reducing youth unemployment? Partner with Workforce Staffing today to bridge the unemployment gap. Now it's time for Business Unusual, of course, with Graham Cordrington, futurist and partner at Tomorrow Today. Graham, welcome to the show again. Artificial intelligence. We've always watched it in the movies and thought, ah, this is a far away thought uh, for us as people, but it looks like they're ready to take over. Good evening, Matteo. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, I think when we think of technology coming to the workforce, we often think of the robots that might take over the laborer's work. Maybe that's something that the Eskom employees were thinking about uh, as they decided to end their strike. Because <laughs> that's your, you know, that's your picture. It's the unskilled. It's it, it's laborers uh, where machines can come in and do things. But actually, in addition to that, uh, I think that over the next few years we're going to be seeing uh, a lot of algorithms and uh, software and bots and apps uh, coming for some of the top end uh, professional uh, jobs that include, you know, high end thinking. So to give you some examples, the Japanese investment house SoftBank has an AI algorithm as an official member of its of its board. So one of the members of the board is this computer that sits in the corner and SoftBank is famous for uh, investing in multiple industries all around the world. And they use this algorithm to sort of test some of their investment theories. And when the board is discussing a a new investment, they sort of throw it across to the computer and the computer crunches thousands of different scenarios in, 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 you know, a split second and then gives a, gives a bit of feedback. So it's not as if there's this robot sitting in the corner pretending to be a human on the board, but the board is deliberately incorporating artificial intelligence algorithms uh, in order to help them make better decisions. And I think we're going to see quite a lot of that happening in different industries all around the world. Well, Graham, we can think of a couple of uh, state-owned enterprises that would need that kind of robot, you know. But I see Estonia, uh, in terms of parliament, they're also going to be uh, working with this uh, technology as well. Estonia is one of the world's leading technology companies. They actually have a digital citizenship option where you can become a digital citizen of Estonia no matter where you live in the world. And it's a it's it, sort of, you know, we know what it's like to be born in a country and be a citizen. We know what it's like to emigrate and become a citizen. And they've created this third category. And if you become a digital citizen of Estonia, they ask you for three or four hours of public service every year in exchange for you getting a digital passport. But they've gone further now and they are have announced plans to make a cabinet minister in their parliament an artificial intelligence bot. And uh, I I don't want to make any political statements about South Africa (laughs) this evening, but there are a few of our cabinet ministers that I'm not sure you would notice if they were replaced by a computer that maybe even was switched off. Look, we're all thinking (laughs) it, Graham. We're all thinking it. (laughs) Someone has to say it. eh? (laughs) And how do you strike the balance then uh, in terms of tech and uh, also the human experience and, uh, you know, like giving... Um, humans the chance also to be on the board with the robots or is it just a matter of you know this is the preparation to replace the entire board with uh, AI technology? 
Uh, and that's a, a great question. And I think this brings me to uh, why this is a business unusual conversation, because I think most companies, when they think of this technology and the future of technology uh, conversation, they think of it in terms of efficiency, productivity, cost saving, and they think of it in terms of replacement. So how do we take the people, replace them with machines who don't go on strike, who don't go on holiday, who don't get pregnant, uh, you know, who don't ask for raises and so on. And that is one way to look at it. But I think that's actually a counterproductive way in the long term. I think that the business unusual is these companies that are beginning to realize that we are going to have to find a way to become bionic. And, and bionic is, is this word which talks about humans and machines combining together. So we're not competing with each other, uh, but we are integrating and, and combining. And what you want to do is to say, well, what are the things, what are the tasks that the machines, that computers are really good at doing? And interestingly, when you when you look at that, you discover that the computers are really good at the types of tasks that human beings don't really enjoy. Uh, it, it's often the repetitive tasks. It's the number crunching stuff, the data crunching stuff. Some humans enjoy that, but most of us say, I, I wish that that mundane part of my job could be done quickly. And then we get to the exciting human stuff, which is creativity and innovation and connection and communication and relationship and so on. And so bionic companies are looking to make the machines do what they do best and still integrate humans into that system and ensure that humans are doing what they do best in the system. And when you get the best of both of those worlds, I think you'll discover that you've got a competitive advantage uh, in your industry for the future. Now, I've also seen videos of restaurants in Asia that have all these AI robots come out and, uh, you know, serve a table. And, you know, it's going to be really killing those jobs, you know. So how do governments make sure that, yes, they introduce the technology, but, you know, also make sure that humans are also taken care of at the same time in terms of job creation, in terms of interacting into the e economy? Yeah, that that's a great example. Uh, let me throw another example in and then answer your question. Uh, I know that there are some stockbroking companies uh, around the world, uh, a, a company that I've done some work with in America called TD Ameritrade, uh, have experimented with, uh, so they've got fund managers, right? These are people who make choices uh, about where to invest your money on your behalf. And TD Ameritrade has, has got uh, um, uh, some systems where you can follow some of the fund traders. So you you mainly making your own investment decisions. Hello, Andy. You can choose to follow what one of the fund investors uh, does. And uh, they've got- Well, I'm calling you early today because I'm not sure if my Mateo is gonna bots. finish late. So Beings. These are yeah. artificial intelligence systems that are uh, programmed to they try all sound and the same the to market. Me. <laughs> obviously, a very clever stockbroker created an initial program, but these programs are learning and developing oh, okay. Um, okay. stock picking ideas of their own. And now you can follow them. And it's very interesting that at the moment, I know, but I think he just let you, he will just let you write uh, talk. I don't and know if he's going to. So, like... whether it's a, a waiter 
being replaced uh, in a restaurant or a stockbroker oh. being, repra- being replaced as a fund manager. The, the question is, is that <laughs> okay. an improvement? Okay. So have but, we made a general But hopefully, hopefully he, the he, the second he engages because he's engaging uh, with guests. Where is the so human I hope, I hope he engages. that can be brought back into okay. that system? Please. So that we don't hand over those. I know he's not the same as machines. <laughs> so in a restaurant, I could see if, okay. if your only okay, job is hold. to walk up to a table, mumble your name, take an order, and make sure the food gets delivered. I don't really care whether I have a waiter or a robot doing that for me. But if the waiter can bring a sense of personality, can tell you a little bit about the food, uh, entertain you, not not that they're there for your entertainment, but, you know, they can have a little bit of banter, a little bit of humanity with you. Uh, They can maybe answer some questions that a machine couldn't answer uh, in terms of what's the chef's speciality or or you tell them something about yourself and then they suggest some wine. So now you're bringing a human element that's got creativity, that's got a bit of connection and engagement with it. Um, And when we can do that, I think we will create a world in which humans and machines can work with each other. From a government or from a personal perspective, you've got to ask yourself, what am I bringing to my job? Am I just doing what a robot could do, or am I bringing some innovation and connection and communication? And and so it's up to us as individuals to develop our skills, and it's also up to governments and organizations to make those future human skill development opportunities available. You know what, Graham, I'm worried about the markets and how that's going to be regulated. But that was, of course, a business unusual. Uh, Graham Cordrington telling us about how AI algorithms could be taking over our jobs. The next few years, you might have the money show presented by an AI robot. Thank you for that, Graham.